Kia ora, aotearoa, and welcome to Generally Famous, a stuff podcast. I'm Simon Bridges, and every week I talk to a generally famous but always interesting guest about life, love, and what makes them tick. Today's guest is an actor, comedian, writer, director, famous TV and social media star, including Snapchat Dude, a boy from Matamata, Tom Sainsbury. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Simon. Um, it's so good to, to have you, actually. I'm genuinely, genuinely and generally excited about it. Um, mm. Matamata. Yep. Um, <laughs> Judith Collins is from Matamata. Yes, I know. Isn't that crazy? Is that, is that where the romance between you two started? or? Well, I, it was actually a surprise. I've been <laughs> imitating her for a while. And then my auntie was like, I went to school with her. She was very, and I was like, give me all the goss you got, you've got on Judith. And all she said was she was a very good student and she she really focused. She would have she, been a good diligent student. She was diligent and she had an eye on the prize from the get-go. Um, there's actually a lot of right-wing politicians from Matamata. Morris yeah. Williamson, now Auckland City Councillor. You probably yes. don't. He's but probably he, he is from Matamata. Is he? There's quite a few. There is, but there's also like if you say you're from like everyone's got a connection to Matamata. Like yes. everyone's got an auntie. They're like, do you know this person? And they're like, you probably won't, but do you know this person? And you're like, yeah, I do. And and you I mean, you know, Wikipedia or somewhere tells me mm. your brother is a councillor. Correct. And um. Do, do they give you, so is he going to give you like the keys to the town or something? Oh, look, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for a street to be named after me because I constantly <laughs> make it. I know, but it hasn't happened yet. But you need to wait for it to be like Sir Tom, Sir Tom Sainsbury Drive oh, or if something. We, if we ever get there. Because <laughs> when's the statue being built? Um, in Matamata. Well, because uh, uh, oh, I could see it. Wouldn't that be amazing? I, I know. When has it been built? Let's can we please start a groundswell? Can we sell? I would like. I would put. I'll put in seed funding. Yeah, I'm worth like five hundred bucks or something. Do you know for what you just give like? A, like d- is it for the for the the Tom Sainsbury Matamata Statue Trust? I you've just given me a great <laughs> idea for a new project. I'm going to do it. Should it be copper? Like was it co- no? What is that? Is it copper or is it stone? Like what do I make it out um, of? I feel like. Um, are they copper? Is Actually, what the copper would be nice with a sort of a sheen, yeah. with that sort of orangey green kind of tinge and to it. And becoming more and more kind of green teal over the years. I mean... And a resting place for pigeons as well. I'm actually not taking the piss. I, I, I think that there is... Give it a few years, this could happen. I'm not giving it a few years. I'm jumping as soon as this podcast <laughs> ends, I'm going to start doing it. Yeah, no, it's... Um, Don't you right. think it's so fun? I think it's hilarious. Okay, I'm going to do it. Well, you know, like, because, because, um, you'll have to come to, you'll have to come I'll be, for the well, well, I'm, I'm putting some money in, I'm yes. coming. <laughs> I expect to mention in the speech. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, because like Tika Woody's got, um, Sir Colin Meads or, you yes. know, Pine Tree Meads or, you know, and if you go around, there's probably other ones. I feel like what's Matter um, Matter got? Oh, exactly. I mean, it's got, the, it's got the Hobbits. It's got the Hobbits. It's, it had a golem. I think he got vandalized and he's gone, he's gone missing. Do you know about this? No. <laughs> there was a golem, but he's gone. And He's sitting in someone's like garage bar room. I think so. And so all that's left is his little home that does look quite phallic. And that's kind of the gag about driving through mud. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I've completely, you know, when you were asking me off here, do I sort of look down at questions or how? I've completely lost my place. I'm stuck I think on let's the just statue. Talk about sta- I'm, I'm on statues as well. I'm going to talk to my brother. <laughs> look, I think it's so funny. Yeah, but the problem is he'd be sitting there saying, well, why would it be you? I'm the exactly. Count- I'm the councillor. Uh, who's done more for this town? <laughs> I have, Tom. Um, what did you, no, I, I think I know because I don't know if it says it. Was your mum a teacher? 
Yeah, she was. When I was there, she was uh, English at your school. That's right. Oh, that's a bit. Did you, how did you feel about that? Well, she wasn't a she wasn't a dragon lady. She wasn't a dragon teacher. So I kind of because there were dragon teachers. That kids, had kids didn't there hate too. her. Yeah, kids didn't hate her. Yeah, but she. Um, Often my friends would be in her cl- I was I'd be in her class, but I'd have to swap out. And so my friends, so I wasn't in classes with my friends. Right. That was the only trauma. Right. And then yeah, my mother was actually my mother was a um, teacher at my yes. school briefly and a relief teacher at primary. Yes. Did she ever teach you? No, nah, maybe relief once or twice. Yeah. Which is kind of um, maybe that's where the mummy issue started. <laughs> I don't know. And you and but you grew up on a farm. That's right. Dairy, Dairy farm. farm. Dairy farm. So we had two farms. We had a, something called a runoff, which is where all the kind of um, livestock go on the Kaimai, Kaimai's mount, the, right. yeah, between us, the separating Tauranga yes. from Matamata. And do you sort of, um, do you ever, I mean, would you be handy with a cow? Or? I know. Good. That's a good question. And the answer is no. Do you watch Country Calendar as I a do. kind of a, a sort of a throwback to that, that uh, fucker papa that you have from the farm? I absolutely, um, I love Country Calendar, and it does take me back there. Everyone's so capable on Country Calendar that mm. it does put me to shame. Everyone's like, I know what I'm doing, I'm on my lane. And Well, but also they're doing like seven things, you know. They're, exactly. They're picking blueberries you, while they're making avocado you crumble. You're 100% right. And then they have tours of their farm to go and see the sunflowers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. They've got 19 things going on. Um, yeah. And But in all seriousness, I mean, we don't dwell on too much, but you, and growing up, so mm. that's you... Farmer kid, mum's a teacher. I mean, it's mm. it's not not the background for what you know you've you've become, but mm. it's not exactly what you'd sort of say. And then, but and you were churning out plays like you were prolific from preteen. Yes, but what was the quality of those? But yes, the passion was there. Do you the, still have any of them? That's such a good. I don't think I've got any of the earlier ones. I don't well, think shit, I've got I mean, any of the earlier ones. This is like the I statue. Know. They're going to be worth a lot of money one day. That's like that's like a charity auction at something. Tom Sainsbury's Sainsbury's <laughs> first nine-year-old play about Gosh. sheep. The first play was a was a uh, was a basically retelling of Little Shop of Horrors, right. and it was just exactly the same, but set in a school. So it's plagiarism, plagiarism, hundred percent. So it's a good thing that doesn't exist anymore. And in ChatGPT, would write a better one anyway. Hundred <laughs> percent. You got it. Um, and and I I don't know this, but mm. I just you know psychoanalyzing you for four seconds Good. you then went to high school and i presume you're in school shows and you got dancing and singing and a theater kid like i guess i was always a theater kid you know that stereotype so i loved hanging out with the theater kids and doing shows and um and was any debating. of that in your fun was any of that there was your mum sort of had that or a granddad or something was it's, there any or not really my sister was into it my older sister and I think like there was a stage where I completely idolised my sister yep. and so she um, she did shows and so that's how I could, but it was the it, it's not in my family I think my mum and dad love reading books mm. and so I think that instilled story in me which and ideas are, and, and ideas and things and looking at people and characters and things but I think it was just inherently like the stories that my parents would tell me, like even before before um, I went to school, like I went with my mum to my brother and sister were at primary school and they were doing folk dancing and then they opened the floor to anyone to come and do a dance and the only person that got up was me and I just would inter- try to entertain the entire hall with dance. Well, now that it'll all be on social media and we'd be exactly. able to glance back and see it. But, yeah. um, and 
I know that you, I don't know that I can remember the degrees, but I know you went to Auckland Uni. That was probably the ruining of you, was it? I went there too, by the way, but I... Did you do theatre or something? I did English Lit. Yeah, right. I auditioned for drama school for the, and I didn't get in when I was 17. And the reason I didn't get in is I'm like, my body cringes. I'm so glad that that, and the person, <laughs> the person who led the audition shortly after passed away. And I know that's really tragic, but in a way I'm like, well, no one knows about the, the worst audition of my life. I Just thought you were going to say that was vengeance for not <laughs> yes, oh you my in. God. Um, throat closing up, terrible. And then, so I did English literature and I actually really liked it. Yeah. What sort of English lit are we talking about? So like, what, uh, I think, you, I guess you would, uh, just been introduced to all these writers and the and like, there was lots of plays and things like that. I did Shakespeare and stuff. Just being introduced to them was so uh, wonderful to Is me. Is it like, um, how, how, I feel like this isn't impolite to ask you. How old are you? I'm 41. So was that like, was Michael Neal, Professor Michael Neal? Yes, and you got um, it. Who were some of these? Because I, yes. I did a bit of that, but I, yes. my marks weren't very good in English, so I got rid of that quite quickly. Um, and and focus on law. Law and, and in yeah. the arts that I did, I did politics because yes. there were, you know, I could get the A's in there and that kept me in law school and that was good. Um, and by the way, not this is about me, it is about you, but yes. I applied in sort of 16, 17 um, to go to, I, I could have been a broadcaster. I applied to do communications. Phil Goff was the director. Oh my of, God, where? And he didn't and let me in and the letter said something, I mean it wasn't quite these words, but at AUT, you know, what's that course, communications yes, 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 degree? Yes, yes, yes. I thought I'd be Paul Holmes or something. Yes. So look at me now, actually. I know, look at, yeah, we've both fallen into it naturally. And... Uh, yeah, but I didn't get in, mm. um, like you, and so, yeah, then I became a lawyer, <laughs> which is what Dad wanted, right? Well, you yes. could have been a dairy farmer, but you... Yes, there was no pressure from my parents, thankfully. I think right. maybe they worked out soon, because I would just be that friends with the animals. I'd be friends with the animals rather than actually <laughs> deal with them as right. things. As products. As products. As GDP. As GDP. Yeah, okay. I know it's very... Um, and, and how did you... So then, so your universe... Because in a mm. way... Don't me wrong, I love universities, fantastic. But in mm. a way, that can kind of um, constrain your... You know, your left side of the brain, the creativity and all of that. But how did you then get into... And I don't know the answer to this. How did you then get into um, making a full-time go out of showbiz entertainment... Yeah, good question. I think it was I was a lot more impatient, but these things took years and years. Like, it, it, I didn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It was a gradual. Yeah, it was, and it would have been fifteen years before I was living. So, off were it. you working at McDonald's or something? You while got you did it. it. So, I worked at New World. I worked at New World for many years, and I worked at the cinema, and I worked at um, t temping and things like that. And in the same time, I went over and lived in the UK and things like that. So, it was all. Feeding into it, and that whole time I was kind of doing my own theatre shows. So that was uh, very empowering in the sense um, it was all on me. I'd lose lots of money, but I'd be making, writing, and show, put, directing shows and putting them on. And, and when you say you were putting those on, I mean, what? At, 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 um, at a little theatre <laughs> or, you know, Any, your mates, your ma in your mate's back room? You've or? pretty much got it. Like, um, rounding people up saying, look, Pretend you're paying, I'll pay you. <laughs> Getting 10 people along to the shows. And there was one Sounds we did like my polit start in politics. <laughs> Look, become Could a member please, of the National Party and, and I will pay. <laughs> Look, Mark's my brother. Mark, get your mates. They don't even need to know. Make them a member. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Branch stacking, Tiatatu North, anyway. Sorry. 
No, I was just going to say that, like, and people would come and there would be no seats. So people, like, you'd take out filing cabinets and tip it on its side and there'd be three seats to come and watch your show and things like that. Brilliant. Yeah. And that went on for kind of how long? Oh, like, even now, my, my I think my heart is in theatre. So, like, even now I'm putting on shows, but now I can do it in theatres. But that beginning part, yeah, a good 10 years of just low budget theatre. And when did you get to a point where you thought, you know what, actually... Um, mm. My dream is coming true. I am actually, um, y- y- you know, making a living from this, getting recognition, ending up on stuff.co.nz and, and the rest of it. Good question. It probably, I mean, it was so gradual. When I, when I would think about it to begin with, I was like, when you make it and stuff, it would be in a, a definite moment, but it just kind of blues into each other. And it's so gradual. I think it was... Uh, Little bits, like the first time I f- was featured and written about and the listener would have been like some, because my parents could kind of see that I was being written about. So that was a moment, you know. First time I got a commercial, um, first time I got an acting part, was uh, um, those were dotted over the years. But I still haven't made it in my mind. Today, mm. my sense is you're as prolific as you were then. You, 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 get, you spring out of bed... And you're writing a play before lunchtime and shooting an ad or whatever it is you do and then practicing for your comedy. I mean, is that sort of right? Uh, I think I've hoodwinked you and I think I've hoodwinked everyone. There's a lot, like it takes me a lot. There's productivity for about an hour and a half in the morning first thing and I wake up and then it just hit a wall and then just kind of self-loathing, lying in the bed, staring at the (laughs) ceiling, walking around, finding anything not to to focus on what I meant to do. Procrastination. I've got better at like doing act like my procrastination now includes like going to the gym or, you know, there's, there's active things that you can do that are still procrastination, but they're slightly better for you. Would you say your product, creative productivity is a morning mm. thing for a period of time? You're not, you're not getting your um, eureka moments at 10, 15 at night or, well, or can do? I can do, but it's the middle that's out. So like 10, 8, probably let's say 11 a.m., to 7 p.m., I'm useless to anyone. So if you're, if there are any biological, anyone who listens to biology and understands biology, I'm crepuscular, which are animals that are active at dawn and dusk. Right. That's, that's, like squirrels. I like that. Crepuscular. And then they... <laughs> that's, I'm writing that down. And quite Spanish in the sense that I love siestas. It sounds like a sort of a pancake with... Crepuscular. With, with zits. But, it does. you know, pascular, I like that. Or pancake-shaped... Zits. Yes. No, I don't know. I've spelled it. And, and, you know, if we think about your career today, mm. a lot of TV, Snack Masters, Wellington Paranormal, et cetera, mm. et cetera, even Shortland Street, mm-hmm. highlight of the career. Not for me, but for everyone else. I still get reckoned I'm five years out, out and people are still coming up to me. <laughs> it's good to know I haven't changed too much. It's like, who's that guy <laughs> with the statue in Matter Matter who, exactly. um, who was on Shortland Street? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, movies, Pork Pie, Waru, mm-hmm. Baby Done, mm-hmm. um, among others. A shitload of writing mm-hmm. um, for TV and stage. You banged out a book. How'd you thought? Fo- we were talking about that as 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 two as authors, as, authors, as one author to another. Um, how did you find that? Um, it was really good. So I was writing it during lockdown, which was so good for me. Uh, because, again, I procrastinate, and here I was forced. There was nothing else to do but for me to write. So that was very, very helpful. And I had a really good relationship with my publishers, so they could really kind of guide me and things and give me deadlines. But it took me 
I was a year late with my deadline. They were expecting it a year earlier. <laughs> so I was a really? year late. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. Shame on you. Story of my life. My publishers as well. Can I, I just say modestly. Um, all the social media from Fiona to Paula, mm. our mate Paula, Gingerbread the Cat. I liked... Um, we don't mean to date podcast, but I liked you, Jesus, Roman Centurion. I thought he oh. was very funny. Thank um, you. And, um, and Boomer Dad, um, mm. you've been podcasting. What, I suppose the question from all of this is, I'm trying to give a sense of this, all the things you've been doing, mm -hmm. um, what do you enjoy the most? I think that I I would give everything up for a really good acting role, I think. Like if, if a good acting really? role came along, everything else would, I would try and make that work above everything. The problem with uh, acting, though, is that there are so many, um, you can get, you can finally get the role, and but it's not that good, all that kind of, you're very powerless as an actor. I also really like directing as well and making pretty pictures. So if I had to choose, it would probably be directing my own films. So right, see, I would yeah. have thought with the acting, the that wouldn't be creative enough in as much as, I mean, I know there's a creative, I'm not suggesting it's not, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, um, it's not like, say, comedy where you're doing the script as it were as you go along and as you're there live. And whereas, you know, acting, it's a script. Um, mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, you're bringing a lot to that. But that you're saying... I, um, I get what you, you're saying. I think another thing is... Just the procrastination and the undermining behaviour that I that I have. Um, when you're acting, you're really at someone else's whim, and so they're the ones making the call. When you are um, in charge of the comedy and things, the pressure is a lot higher because you're the one behind it. So it's slightly easier to be an actor. So. Who would you be if you were acting? What's that mean? Is we talking sort of um, 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 John Wick three? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Look, Simon, that was a machine that, gun, by the way, in case anyone was with that. If that hurt your ears on the podcast, they may edit that out. That was a machine gun. Simon, if I was offered the role of John Wick 3, I would take it. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. I just think you'd be like all that ninja shit. You know, you'd be breaking arms. Well, but also, like, I, I like to, I'd like to be a serious actor. But every time like, I just watch myself doing serious, I'm like, it's inherently funny. It's like, I'm just a... There's something about me that's funny. I think that's the problem is I'd be looking, say, this guy is in a macho buddy, John Wicks. He's Tom Sainsbury, the, the Joker. Fiona, I, did, I can see Fiona right now. If I did John Wick 3, it would be such a good comedy. <laughs> um, I had another, I, this is, see, you know, as I said, when we're talking the art of interview, none of mm. this was in the script, by the way. You've surprised me genuinely on this. Um, see, your mate Chris Parker said... If Tom could work the way he wanted to, he'd write a book a day. I think his expectations of what he wants to turn out are so high. His output is just insane. <gasps> Chris. But that's Chris why I sort of came at it the way I did. Mm. I, I, I mean, he knows you. That's sort of where he sort of had you. Yes. That's very generous of Chris. He also knows me very well and my working habits, and he has been the one that's after two, two weeks of missing a deadline just coming to my door saying, Tom, let's do this. So he knows also what I'm like. So you're not a – I'm going to quit the psychoanalysis very short, shortly. No, let's but go you, in there. But you, 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 he's portraying you as this workaholic, perfectionist guy. You, mm. you're, you're full of – I don't want to say self-loathing, but you're kind of like <laughs> on this procrastinating sloth on the <laughs> – 
couch who needs someone to get me up and and push me into the acting role. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I quite like it because that way they're telling me what to do, not me having to do it for myself. You got it. I mean, you might have caught me at a particularly low point because I do have three <laughs> deadlines that are right. due, so you might be picking. But and also, I do like I do. There's a part of me that loves being in charge. So if if I feel things aren't been run well on a set or something, I do want to step in and take over. But um, my spirit animal would be a sloth. <laughs> Or a cat. I feel like that's a. Fr- Can you make that? If you have you if you already done that as like a Snapchat I dude, I could see I know. Tom the sloth. That's it's, a really good idea. Um, he also said, "Old oh, Chris, um, one of the most aloof and random guys in comedy." Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a compliment, sort of. Yes, I think the aloof because it's I f- find interacting with people I much prefer them talking to me and like me I, there, there are people that are so good at just talking about themselves and you find it entertaining and stuff when it kind of switches to me even though this is what we're doing right now um, I tend to um, clam up a bit so I think the there's aloof a, thing comes from there's a sense you know it's not comfortable to you because and I mean I, I get that too as much as people think oh, I loves talking about it. Like, no yeah. actually in a way I, I get what you say I mean do you think do you think your mind works differently to others? Um, Is that a weird question? No, it's, just, a really good, it's a really good question. Do I think my mind works differently to others? I mean, I, I just think wonder I'm from more, his quote, if you yeah. come at it sort of in an unconventional way, and maybe yeah. that's, just, that's just where the wiring is. I think so. <laughs> but... But to be eloquent about... I don't know if I can be eloquent about that, because I can't really... I can't really... I don't... I think it's true, but I don't know how to explain it. Well, let me ask this. Where yeah. do you reckon the creativity comes from when you are creating Fiona, or when mm. you are putting together the, the true crime, crime parody <laughs> podcast, which was brilliant? Where's that coming from? That is coming from, it's probably just a behavior that's kicked in of like, because I love human behavior it's my favorite thing, and human psychology is my favorite thing. And so I th- I think in my mind, I don't know why it happens, but I see it, and I'm like, I want to take that in, and I want to create something and put it back out into the world. It's just a knee-jerk reaction, I think. And do you think, I, I presume, does the best stuff come in the most relaxed moment? I mean, you know, it's kind of like, shit, that's genius. Uh, it's interesting. It's like when you're... When I go on holidays, when I get my most most ideas, yes. because your mind is uh, op- open to more experiences and things, so that yes, that is, that's true. Because I am interested to know it's not mm. all about me, but where the mm. acrostic poems and my Snapchat dude came from. Oh yeah, I like I like that. It feels it, I, I have I've never I don't know that I've done acrostic poem, but it rings true. <laughs> There's I, something about that. I can't. And for those who are the uninitiated, if you go and Google, you know, Tom Sainsbury, Simon Bridges, you'll come up with Simon Bridges doing acrostics. And it's um, of kind of, I don't know, Jacinda or COVID-19 or something, probably. The first one was Tauranga, and it was, I can't, I, I can't, it just, I think it continued. Like, I was just going to do one as you with the acrostic poem, and I think it just kind of took off. Everyone loved the acrostic poem. That was what people <laughs> took away from it. So that became your running thing. I don't know where the acro- I can't remember. But it was the first one was Tauranga, and it was all the good things about Tauranga. I um I can't do justice to the nine hundred and seventy creative things that are out there. 
by you, but I do love um, Fiona, um, mm. the alcoholic wine reviewer that you've created. Um, is she is she a real? I mean, we can you recall where that came from? Again, like with all my social media stuff, you just kind of throw them out. Like even with Gingerbread, like I was like, I'll just do one video of this and then think nothing more of it. But they kind of just captured something, and everyone loved them so much. Then they, then they become running characters. So the original one, I can't really. Can't fully remember where it came from. I think I had excess bottles because people often give gifts of bottles of wine. I was like, what am I going to do with all this wine? So let's have a wine review. Money is better, but, you know, wine will do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, can you do it for on demand? I mean, is it, you're yeah. right down to the meniscus. So Fiona, <laughs> um, so she'd be like, hello, my name is Fiona. And this is Fiona's Wine Show, where I review different types of wines to help take the gamble out for you, the consumer. Oh, yes. What a great way to start the day. Yeah. <laughs> And it's always me, like, often with her, for some reason, I'm recording them at 9am in the morning, and I don't drink the whole bottle. Well, I was going to say, do you actually drink the booze? I probably drink probably half, I, I drink probably half a glass, and for me, that's a lot. So I'm drunk, you know, I start that day half chopped. And do you feel like that improves the performance of the the video or the Snapchat? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like that she's, I mean, that, that's a sort of a gig around her, or a, 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 a joke around her, kind of slowly or not so slowly getting cut across the thing and <laughs> yes. and drinking from a straw and so on and, and sort of ending up but descending into a kind of a ramble about <laughs> gossip around her, her pals or something. And it's always the same. It's always the same. It's always that. That's exactly the same formula for every video and there must be 200 of them. And people are like, I'm here for it. People Is there 200 love, on Fiona? Oh, it's probably. Oh, I love it. Because she yeah. was running for mayor. She ran for mayor. Not this oh, last right. one, but the one before. And so I, I probably did that. about 50 around just that. Yeah. No, that is very, very uh, funny. I like them a lot. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me if you have to kill me, but you said you're already sitting on like two or three deadlines. Mm. You don't need to know what the actual project is, but give mm. us a sense of right now in this yes. minute what you've got on the go, say, this week. So um, th- this last kind of six months, I've just been like putting my hand up for other people's projects. So the three of the, three of the projects are working on other people's TV ideas. So it's writing right. scripts for those guys. And um, also comedy festivals coming up. So I'm trying to come up with gags. Right. What's your show called? Something bananas or rather? Gone, um, gone bananas. Yeah, love it. Um, right. Let's go into some quick fires. A few right. things I want to ask you. The best work that you're proudest of. Oh, I mean, they gosh. might be slightly. They oh. might be different. What? What? What do you look and say that 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 was? That's, should I am genuine. It's a modest to say so, but I'm genuinely proud of that. 
there appears sprinkling of my social media videos that I did really enjoy. And the first Kim Hill I ever did, I managed to nail her and I know her voice. And so I'd say that's one that comes to mind straight away. Do you know her? I don't Me know her personally, but I think ever since I did the video, she I've never I keep getting asked to do interviews with RNZ, but she's never I'm never on her list. <laughs> I think I've ruined it. Your favourite Snapchat character that you do? I mean, you maybe you've answered that in your stats, Kim, but is there another one that springs to mind? Um, there's a character I really do called Maz Basington, who's got huge eyes and a huge mouth and really big teeth, and he's he's very kind of childlike, and he just has he he has problems like he had too many caterpillars on his one plant and just the drama around that. So I really like Maz. See, Basington. I have to say, I th- I think I know, but I I, I can't watch that because I find the mouth thing scary. <laughs> yes, it's it's like my my children my children were scared of is it Momo Sin or something? You know, if you Google yes. that, it's like yeah. that that would give them nightmares. And I feel yeah. like I feel like your character is. In the same vein. It is. There's definitely an element of horror to him as well. Yes. Sweet um, horror. Sweet horror. I like it. Your favourite, mm. and I'm going to say, inter- your favourite Kiwi entertainers. You can define that how you like if it's you mean today or 20 years ago when you're growing up. Who yeah. do you sort of think of? Um, well, Chris Parker now, because he's my personal friend, and every time I hang out with him, he's such a born entertainer, every time I hang out with him, he just makes me laugh. He just turns on the gags, and I love it. Huh. And also in that vein is Madeline Sami and yep. Morgana O'Reilly, who's yep. on. Um, uh, oh God, mums. What's the mums one? Oh, don't worry. I'll just say. Um, and also in that same vein, Madeline Sami and Morgana O'Reilly. Fantastic. Is that mean mums? Let's go with mean yep. mums. We'll come back to that. Yes. Um, what about sort of internationally? Were you a sort of, I mean, I, I don't know, Benny Hill, I don't know, or, um, well, I was going to say Paul Cosby, but that's probably, don't say that. Um, who, who would you go with? Sadly, that was uh, <laughs> what originally. Was it, it was such um, a good, wholesome show. It was, good, it was so influential from my childhood, as was Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But um, I always say French and Saunders, if you know them from yes, Britain, they brilliant. were hugely doing character work. Um, Melissa McCarthy now over in the States, I find her really, um, uh, really great too. Um, Ricky Gervais, I think, has just got the gift of the gab. Yes. Yeah, he's and, – and I've heard you somewhere on him. I mean, mm. you and him I – mean, he wouldn't be an obvious one at no. a level, right? Because yeah. – and, and he is um, – so different in terms of what he's doing and what you, but you just see that and you admire that in him. The or the confidence with which he holds the stage, I really admire. What do you enjoy watching on the box? Uh, I'm pretty basic. Like all the shows that are really popular, like White Lotus and um, yeah, it's fantastic. At the Last of Us, and uh, like I do yep. enjoy investing in those. Kath and Kim has always had a place in my heart. Yes. Um, you're sort of New Zealand's answer to that. Oh, I wish. Yeah. Yeah. No, you I are in a write. sort of a f- kind of a, well, funny, literally funny sort of Camp way. Camp kind of Kiwiana, but Australiana kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's good. Um, what are you scroll? I mean, are you, mm. are you a social media, you're big on, so you're massive on social media. How many people are following you on? Uh, uh, probably 220,000. That's a lot of people. It's bigger than Matter Matter. It's plenty of Matter Matter. It is. Right oh there. my that's gosh. A, that's a Matter Matter Tauranga. Even Hamil- and Hamilton thrown yeah. in. Um, what, my question really was though, do you, are you a, um, are, are you a social media script, uh, fiend? Have you got 
49,000 things you're following and you're always flicking through that? And if so, um, what what are they? I am. Like, I do find myself going onto reels without even kind of realising it or TikTok. Without, I'm like, how did I end and up here? And 40 t- exactly. And they tend to be animal, but like cute animal-based humans having like the dumb ways to die. Like people having, you know, those ones where people have ridiculous accidents. I'm in their algorithm. And um, and then comedians doing really short snippets and dancing See, too. for me, not that I'm great or anything, but it's drumming. I've Is just it? got somehow I get it and then, you know, and it's 10.45 at night and then there's just all these guys from yes. around the world doing um, – and it just hooks me yeah. in, and and Drumming's that is fantastic. sort of that. Um, you mentioned English literature. I mean, without being sort of pompous about it, but well, you can be if you want. But are you a reader? And if so, I mean, um, what are you what are you kind of into? And what are some ones you can think of? Throw me some titles if you can. I mean, if you ask me that right now, I'd be hopeless. I couldn't think of. But yeah, you have a go. I love that you are a reader too. Yes, I'm a huge reader. I'm always got something on the go. At the moment, I'm reading a um, film noir book from the 1930s called Leave You to Heaven, which is a fantastic book. Mm. Huge fan of Stephen King. I'm trying to be a completist and read all mm. 60 of his books um, uh, I've just got a new New Zealand writer Oh, she's been writing for years but I've got a new book Stephanie Johnson wrote a book called Kind and I'm going to start reading that too mm. I mean Stephen King um, is not exactly highbrow but I mean he mm. is one of the greats I think so right? I mean just uh, unbelievable let's now go to random life questions for a random and aloof comedian great you're a vid show. Mm-hmm. Um, 20 plus years? Yeah. <laughs> That's a long time without a hamburger. I know. There would have been, I, in those 20 plus years, I've had one meal of chicken and one leg of turkey. Right. So, Why did you submit then? Was it just too awkward not to? Or was it sort of a Christmas thing or something you felt like you had to be part of the... I, why, that's a really good question. I think, why did I submit then? I, that that turkey leg just looked so appetising. And the chicken one was, I thought it was a quiche, vegetarian quiche, had chicken in it. And I thought, screw it, and just finished it. <laughs> Actually, just on that, I mean, what's yeah? I mean, not being, well, I am being, maybe it is, but not being funny. Yes. I mean, you know, if we had the best piece of prime beef right now, I mean, would mm. would it be attractive to you, or has it been so long now? You like just that's a different planet. It's I would have no problem not turning it down. There's no there's no appeal to it anymore. What's but, your what's your because I've um you may not think I mean I've I did about three or four months as a vegan, and um and it was hard. But um, I lost a lot of weight, which was wonderful, and um, and I enjoyed it by the end, right? I mean, there's just so much variety, actually, when you think about it. But what's your reason for this? Is it is it is it ethical? Is it taste? Is it health? I mean, what? And, and maybe that's changed over time. I don't know. Um, it is ethical. It's not taste, like because uh, I don't. I'm essentially vegan too now, and right. so the dairy, like whipped cream, is. Like cream and cheese, I'm just like love. Like mm. I love it, and I just don't think there's a good what, vegan alternative. Um, and but meat. Some of those cheeses aren't bad, but they're not. They're not cheese. <laughs> but the reason I I think if I really psychoanalyze, it's because growing up on a farm, I just kind of saw the treatment of animals, right? And just was repelled by that. Do your parents still on a farm? They're still on a farm. Yeah. 
And I know, and it's a and my awkward, father. I mean, not awkward dinner time conversations or not really. They they accept you, what you're about. They and do the appearance. They have accepted everything. They've accepted everything about me, my parents, except for my money, my money keeping skills, <laughs> which is what you tight as all hell, <laughs> which is so loose, so right. But that goes with the kind of the the that's the that's the biz you're in, isn't it? It's kind of easy <laughs> what, come, easy go. You got it. Yeah, interesting. Um, vegan eating out, uh, easy, easy and all easy everywhere. Kind of like you can just always have chips and a salad if you need to. Brilliant. And most restaurants are kind of can cater to it now. And and in a normal meal for you, like this evening, for example, cooking at home or out somewhere in on Ponsonby Road or wherever it is, um, eating at home. Uh, stew fries, um, pasta things, um, soups. Do you drink? Uh, I do. I do drink, and but I'm a real cheap date. So yeah, two isn't. I'm wasted on two glasses of something. Yes, I'm a bit like that. Yeah, I'm not a. I'm not a. My, not a. Not a the, you know, oh. it's, it's lucky. I don't think defamation rules apply to your partner, but like my my wife can go all night, yeah. whereas I'm kind of there's a there's a threshold. My threshold's very like low. I've, um, another fascinating thing about you, you're um, you're a practicing Buddhist. That's right. Yeah. Fifteen plus years. That's right. What does that Good mean? Advice. What does that mean to you? Um, for me, the can I. When I was kind of introduced to it, it all made sense. I still have kind of trouble getting my head around reincarnation, which is a major principle of it. But everything else about karma, like I think, I do feel like things come into your life for a lesson to learn and things like that. And it's also about, um, Buddhism is just really about leveling everyone. So everyone's the same. And so you respect everyone's Buddhahood. And I also love their mantra, the one that I practice, which is Nam Yohod and which can be interpreted as turning poison into medicine or turning mud into lotus flowers, which is about turning bad experiences into good experiences. Mm. And so I kind of resonate with all of that. And the practice is you, if you're doing well and you're kind of um, being diligent, you're chanting twice a day and you're going to kind of meetings, kind of the temple on the yes. Sunday. And do you, I was going to ask you that, mm. I mean, do you practice at that level? Do you congregate with other Buddhists or is it Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, yes. Um, it's it's hard with my like to make any kind of you, you know. Sometimes C- you're filming regular commitment, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, so it's more kind of attuned to people nine to five, Monday to Friday. Do you basically see it as an overall religious belief system, or is it more something that just helps you with your well being? Probably um, option two. So it's kind of described if it's a religion, it's an atheist religion in the sense that there's not one single kind of god. There is kind of right. mythology around it and. Um, scriptures and things like that, which are similar to different religions. But for me, it's more um, uh, helping him with everyday life. And as the kind of the the philosophers in it, they describe it as a tool. So it's for you, it's Buddhism's for you to use to make your life better. So do it, use it how you want. Are you? I mean, my sense is you're quite political. It, it, that that is that is motivating for you. I don't normally ask, but but would that mm. be? Is that fear? I. And it's, it's not like I'm I'm kind of in for the journey, the drama, the stories across the board. And so with the drama, with politics, I'm much more kind of attracted to the play, the, the characters. Yeah. So that's where my passion lies. Who are the easiest characters to caricature? 
<laughs> I think if you've just got a big, per- I think it's a sign. If I'm caricaturing you, you've got you've got a good, you've got an interesting, unique personality, and so I think that's that's the key. And I feel it's a bit dry at the moment, to be honest. It's a bit dry. Yeah. It's a bit Blansville, right? Mm-hmm. We need a little bit of, um, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. What is the, what's the future hold? Other than the statue. Oh, and yes. the keys God, to the I, town. I love the statue idea. The future holds, I think, just keep working on myself. And I think, um, you know, lots of people have big dreams and things like that. And I'm like, just focus on the, I kind of get carried away with it all, but just focus on every day, just going, okay, I need to, achieve, I need to be creative for this amount of time every day. That's all I can focus on. Mm, and everything else will open up. Nothing wrong with that. Do you see yourself, I mean, I just think of, um, Rose Matafeo, who you you know, we must know, we've been in stuff with it. Um, moving to the UK, I mm. mean, do you ever see anything like that? It's interesting. I, the UK doesn't hold so much appeal to me as the States, and I've been having a few visits back and forth to Los Angeles, and I do really enjoy it over there. But <clears throat> I also, so intrinsically Kiwi as well, and I think when I'm over there for long lengths of time, I kind of lose touch. You've got to, if to write comedy about New Zealand, you've kind of got to be here. So I think New Zealand's always going to be a big part of me, and I think I'll be spending a lot of time here. Good. It's good to hear because Kath and Kim, Kiwiana yes. style, needs that. As usual, we're going to finish with a section we call General Knowledge. And we've got some new questions for the new season. If you could be somebody else for a day, yes. who'd it be? Um, okay, for one day, it would be at the moment, it would be Joe Biden. Because <laughs> I want to know what that experience is like. I also want to know the truth about aliens. <laughs> um, well, would you remember it? That's the, uh, that's that the, is, that the... is the thing. <laughs> um, what's your most embarrassing moment? <laughs> one that, that comes, you can tell okay, us. Well, yeah, there's plenty. There's one time I tripped over. On, I got caught up in the mic cable on stage. I tripped over my pants rip from the bottom of the fly right <laughs> through behind the pants to the back of the belt. And I just had to, that was at the very beginning of the show. Another one was that I was like, my I didn't realize my parents were in the audience when I did a very blue comedy set. <laughs> how did they? And, and how we did didn't they? T- we haven't they... talked. We haven't talked about it. it hasn't been discussed. <laughs> Nothing's been said. Wouldn't they? Are they, pr- they wouldn't be prissy, though, would they? Or... Well, I, we are quite. We we don't talk about that kind of stuff. We don't. No, I don't. No. My parents either. No, no, no. I get that. Um. Well, my mother's, uh, my father's past. But yes, anyway, that's not very funny. Um, if money was no object, and oh, we, we, we we have a little bit of a sense of your <laughs> uh, practices on money from what you've said, yes. what are the first three things you'd buy? Uh, a house in Auckland. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to say. Good joke. A trip to the a trip I'm to not space. talking about that much money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a trip to space. I'm going to do that. Um, I'd would, I would finance a vanity project film and I would get all the cosmetic su- the best cosmetic surgery I could buy. <laughs> oh, you don't need that. You're a handsome man. Now, I, I normally, it's bad practice to be going in and analysing these these yes. que- these answers, but um, mm. on the um, on the vanity project, mm. I mean, where's this, where's this set? Uh, I mean, I'm just thinking of what... Um, Lotus, yes, and, and I know. Sort of Sicily, and that You've hotel, got a, and but <laughs> yeah, uh, it would have been Mediterranean. I've also got, uh, yeah, it would, yeah, it'd be the Mediterranean, of course. 
What's the strangest tradition in your family? Uh, None really comes to, we've got this thing, maybe about 15 years ago, my dad said this thing in passing, he's like, oh, well, let's have a photo because it might be the last time we're ever together. Like, and that was like so morbid and like my, me and my siblings really loved it and I like still joke about it. So probably the tradition is every time we get together, it's like, you know, this might be the last time we get together, so let's have a photo. So I'd say that would be our tradition. Oh, shucks, that's nice. <laughs> um, if you could choose to stop ageing at any age, mm. which would you choose? Oh, good question. Strangely, I'm not, uh, I'm kind of on for the ride for ageing. Like, I, I don't really have an issue with getting old, but I would, 35 was kind of a good Good 35. time of life. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Sainsbury, it's been an absolute pleasure. You've been listening to Generally Famous Stuff Podcast. There's a new episode every Wednesday. You can listen to them all at stuff.co.nz slash generallyfamous or wherever you get your podcasts. In fact, if you follow us on Apple or Spotify, any of the podcast apps, in fact, you'll get the latest episode automatically. Sounds good, right? Thanks to my producers, Chris Reed and Jen Black and audio editor John Ropiha. I'm Simon Bridges. I really appreciate you listening. If you like this podcast, please support our work. Visit stuff.co.nz support. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You'll also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts.